man Lewis in that back row right there. LC and friends come up to the front. Give it up for LC and friends coming up to the front. Hallelujah. Let's spread it out. Let's spread it out. Let's spread it out like jam. I see gaps over here. Come on, spread it out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Here in the church, we like to say cool church words like this. Hallelujah. Everybody say hallelujah on the count of three. One, two, three. Hallelujah. That's a cool church word. Amen. You guys, anybody know what that means? Ellie, what does that mean? Praise the Lord. Y'all not excited about that. Y'all need to be excited about worshiping Jesus, y'all. Come on. Amen. You're crazy for Jesus. I love that. Amen. So this first song, if you guys can scoot it down, I want to be able to see you guys. See you guys. Scoot it down. Scoot it down. Look to your neighbor and say, scoot it down. Right here. This group right here. Scoot it down. Scoot it down. Scoot it down. You too. Scoot it down. Scoot it down. Scoot it down. Move the train. Scooter. Scooter. Scuba Steve. All right. Amen. We're not going to talk about that. Y'all ready to worship Jesus? Only Ricky's ready to worship Jesus. Y'all ready to worship yeah. Jesus? And then this first song is called You Are Good. Lick to our neighbor and say, Not you. Not you. No, no, no. I got this thing's going to turn off and on on me. Check one, two, one, two. If I don't touch it, it won't move. Okay, look to your neighbor and say, Not you. Not you. But God. Yeah. Amen, amen. Point up, point up to Jesus. Where's God? Is he? He's not done, amen. Hallelujah. Let's start. I'm stalling as much as I can. That van needs to get here. Amen. Chris, open us up in a word of prayer. All right, Lord Jesus, we just thank you for the time of fellowship, or should I not, not fellowship, but uh, just for church, Lord, the service. God, we thank you for everything that you're doing, God. We just want you to receive glory, God. We're doing this for you, Lord. We're praising your name, God. We're here doing the things that you want us to do. In Jesus' name, we declare your name. Amen. Come on, put your hands together. Come on. Worship you today. Come and sing. I want to scream. Yeah. I want to scream it from every mountain top. Your goodness knows no bounds. Your goodness never stops. Your mercy follows me. Your kindness fills my life. Your love amazing. Come on, sing it out now, sing. And I'll sing because you are good. And I'll dance because you are good. And I'll shout because you are good. You are good to me. And I'll sing because you are good. And I'll dance because you are good. And I'll shout because you are good. You are good to me. I want to scream. I want to sing it out from every mountain top. Your goodness knows no bounds. Your goodness never stops. Your mercy follows me. Your kindness fills my life. Your love amazes me. We sing it out and I'll sing. And I'll sing because you are good and I'll dance you are good and I shout because you are good, you are good to me. And I sing because you are good and I'll dance because you are good and I shout because you are good, 
Confess those sins. Come on. I don't know about you, but I actually want to do what the song says. Amen. Come on, look to your neighbor and say, give me some space. I'm about to dance in Jesus' name. Simone, get some space right now. You're about to dance and jump. Let's sing it out. And I'll sing. And I'll sing because you are good. Come on and, and dance. dance. Because you are good. And I'll shout because you are good. You are good to me. And I'll sing. And I'll sing because you are good. And I'll dance because you are good. And I'll shout because you are good. You are good to me. Come on, I want me. to sing. I want to I sing it out. Come on. out from every mountain sure. Your goodness knows no bounds Your goodness never stops And your mercy follows me Your kindness. kindness fills my life And your love amazes me out And I sing because you are good you are good and I shout because you are good, you are good to me. He sing out, I'll sing because you are good and I'll dance because you are good and I'll shout because you are good and you are good to we'll me. Sing nothing and no one. Nothing and no one comes anywhere close to you. The earth and ocean still days will reflect this truth. In my, my darkest night, you shine as bright as day. Your love amazes me. We sing it out loud, sing. And I'll sing because you are good. And I'll dance because you are good. And I'll shout because you are good. And you are good to me. And I'll sing because you are good And I'll dance because you are good And I'll shout because you are good Come on, just you the keys and the voices And I'll sing And I'll sing because you are good And I'll dance Come on, let's spin somebody in this place you are good And, and I'll, I'll shout because you are good Alright, when we get to that part where we dance We're going to spin somebody, amen me. Come on and I sing because you are good, and I dance because you are good, and I shout because you are good. One more time, we sing. Let me hear you sing it. I sing because you are good, and I dance because you are good, and I shout because you are good, you are good to me. You are good and I'll dance because you are good and I'll shout because you are good and you are good to me. And I'll sing because you are good and I'll dance because you are good and I'll shout because you are good and you are good to me. I'll sing because. You are good and I'll dance because you are good, Lord. I shout because you are good and you are good. Come on, for no other reason. Now sing because you are good. Here's a reason why you are good and I'll shout because you are good. I'm a 
want to know about you, but something that doesn't feel right in my spirit. I don't know about you, but this time of worship just seems like we've just been just getting along. And that we haven't been pressing into the presence of the Lord. Come on, if this is new to you, I just ask that you would just close your eyes with me. Just out of respect for what God is going to do in this place. Come on. I don't know about you, but this doesn't settle in my heart. I know there's so much more. Come on, elevate. Let's go after Him today. Let's go after our God today. We sing songs to you. We sing songs to you, Lord. We come after you. There's so much more, so much more, so much more with you. There's more. There's more with you. There's more. There's more with you. There's more. There's more with you, Jesus. I am yours. I am yours. Come on, see how all my days, Jesus, I am. Come on, see how I am yours. It's more. Yes, I am yours for all my days. Jesus, I am yours. Well, I am yours. Sit out. I am yours for my If you want more, come on and tell them. Lift your hands. Yes, I am yours. I am yours. today wanting to seek his prince i know that we're tired if we're just tired we need to wake it up today come on there's an anointing there's a glory that comes when god's people would worship him come on i know you may be tired in this place i know that you may be running on e maybe spiritually you may be dealing with some things but there is so much more in your worship come on don't let the devil have this time and say well i'm not going to worship god I'm not going to sing out loud. I'm not going to raise my hands. Let me tell you something. When you raise your hands, chains are broken off of you. Come on. When you raise your hands, strongholds come down. Come on. There's a power when you worship God. When you say, Jesus, I'm going to sing a song to you. God, I'm going to worship you today. I focus all my attention. 
I give you all my energy right now to sing this song unto you. I am yours. I am yours. Go declare. Oh, I am yours. I am yours. I am yours. Come on, that's all we need. I am yours. I am yours. I am yours. Declare us today. I am yours. 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 Holy Spirit, move. Kotaramase. Koshanamamase. Kananamamase. Sikananamamase. Koreanamamase. There's some things happening right now in the spirit. I just can't put my finger on it right now. We're just going to speak in tongues right now. Call it those spirit move. So listening and watching everybody so quiet what is everybody so afraid of God is not giving you the spirit of fear we're not here to impress the person next to us we're not here trying to impress somebody else if you're not here for God then what are you here for what are you here for are you here to impress your friend right now are you here to impress your friend right now you're bad in school but you're not bad here if you love God then you say it you say it and stop being afraid to say it. As, as we were singing, as we were just ministering with our music right now, I just fell to the Lord. Just, you just play a little softly right now. Just have, we have our eyes closed and our heads bowed right now. 
just felt a word right here in, in my heart. And, and I just want to just say this right now. With all eyes closed and heads bowed, we believe that God speaks to people. We believe that God, you know, supernaturally by his spirit gives us words for us today. We believe that God's alive. We believe that God is not some far distant God who's not understanding, but he's right in, in our circle. He's right next to us. The Bible says he's never left nor forsaken us. And as I was praying, I got this specific word. Someone in here is dealing with abuse. Someone is being abused and they're hurt and they put them in a place where they're, they're, they're to themselves and they start thinking that God does not love me. I'm in a place right now where, I, you know, I'm confused. Specifically dealing with abuse. Come on. If that's you in this place, guy or girl, if sometime this week, this month, just recently, you've been dealing with abuse and it's been heavy on your heart, just ask that you would raise your hand. Come on, we want to pray for you believe that God is moving in your heart. Don't be ashamed. You don't have to look around. I see eyes open. Don't look around. If your eyes are open, you're probably dealing with it. Don't be ashamed. But just affirm what God is. If that's you, just raise your hand. We're not going to condemn you. everybody in this place you may be standing next to somebody who's dealt with it just lift your hands right now we're just going to come in agreement right now that God is healing the brokenhearted because they've been through some sort of abuse if you're in this place it's going to help you out right now Jesus I just pray for every person here God Father especially for those who have dealt with abuse Father I just felt that strong on someone here today God that they're feeling God that they're being attacked want a word from God just like that. Some of you guys are waiting for God to speak so directly, so intimately with you. I'll tell you right now that when you close your eyes and you focus on Him, He will. Come on. I believe. I believe in You. I believe. Come on. I believe in You. I believe. 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 I believe in you, I believe, I believe in you. 
struggle believing this in my life that you work all things out for the good of those who love you God I'm seeing so many problems in school got so many news God all this you know deaths and killings God and all these things happening in our government God it's hard for me to believe that you're in control it's hard for me to believe that you're the God of my family I see all these things happening God all these arguments always happening but it's not working out Confess you today. Just confess the areas where it's weak, where you're having trouble to believe. Just say, God, I want to believe again. In the very beginning, God, I want to make this my first time. As if I was excited, God, like my first time. Just a couple seconds more. I believe in you, I believe. So I believe in you, I believe. I believe in you. Come on and close and let's sing this out. So I believe. I believe. I believe in you, I believe. I believe in you, I believe. So I believe in you, I believe. God, we believe today. 
that your spirit is alive, that you have a word to speak to us today. Father, just pray for every person here. That you would cover them with your spirit, God. That they would walk into these times of worship, God. Going for so much more. God, I pray right now, Father, that as the service continues, that you feel that everyone here, Father, with the knowledge of who you are, Father, I pray that as they're in this place, God, you will begin to reveal your goodness, that you will begin to reveal your love for them, God. So many times we can lose sight, Father, as the disciples did, but Father, we put our sight, we put our eyes back in you, the finisher and perfecter of our faith. Father, we say to hell with the world and to heaven with Jesus. I'm looking towards Jesus. I'm keeping my eyes towards Jesus. Even right now, Father, I pray that you would challenge us in our spirits, Father, that you wouldn't make it okay for us, for us to just come into these times of worship, Father, half asleep, Father, not singing, not praising, that you would convict us, God. You would lead us towards repentance by your kindness. Bring us closer to you, Jesus. It's all we want. Just have your way in this service, God, for all that we do. We give you the highest praise. We give you the highest praise, Jesus. You're so worthy. You're so worthy of my praise. And we give it all to you, every person in this youth group, God. You say that every knee, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, that you are Lord, that you are God. Father, we don't wait for that day. We make that day today. Come on. Come on, in Jesus' mighty name. In that name that can save. In that name that is above all names. In that name we pray. Amen. Come on, amen. Come on, give him a hand clap of praise. Amen. Hug your neighbor. Tell him Jesus loves him. We're going to break out right now into our life groups. Let me have my Warriors for Christ on this side. Let me have my JC soldiers on this side. Let me have my Saints in the back. Come on. Break out, break out, break out.
15 seconds left. Dun dun. Five, four, three, two, one. It's <laughs> the dying buzzard. Everybody, take a seat. Break back in. I love this band. This band's awesome. Alrighty, everybody, find your way to see. Come on now. We're gonna we're gonna continue on the service. Alright, everybody. So I want even a few people here right now. I just want you guys just to blow it up right now. We're gonna talk about elevate. We're gonna scream it out. We're gonna act like we love it because we do. All right. So come on. So when I say elevate, you guys already know what to say. All right. So elevate. Come on, elevate. Come on, one more time. Elevate. Woo! Come on, man. That's what I'm talking about. What we're doing? We're living the bump of norm. All right. We're elevating to another level. Like that. It's so simple. 7:30 every Friday. It's what's going on. It's popping. We got so many people coming in the other car. They're not even here yet. They're like, I don't even know where to go. There's so many people. I don't know. So just excited about that. All right. Anybody here a visitor? If you're a visitor, raise your hand. Okay, I see one. So so far one. Anybody else? No, Jeremiah. It's kind of getting old now, you guys. Okay, so okay, so we have two. Did Anahi? Did you bring those two? It was you. You were just so close, man. Okay, but. I'm gonna give you the 
the sanctified drug bags with candy, okay? So, here you go. One for you because, look, it says you get one for yourself. You get one candy bag for you, one for you. That's it. Awesome, you see, we give, we give candy away because we love Jesus that way. I, I just, that's how it works, okay? But if you know it, right, there's only a few more weeks until this is actually, it's going to be over in January. So, guys, just bring out your friends. Take advantage of all the pizza you can get, man, because... Pizza's good, all right? That's just the way it works, all right? And somebody, please, just win the $50 gift card. I want to see it happen. I, I want to see you guys spend it. Yeah, I want to... Oh, she wants to spend it. Look at that. Come on, but seriously, I want to see somebody do it. It's going to be so awesome, right? So, guys, you already know what we're here about, man. We're here, and our vision is loving God, loving people. And that's what makes you guys different, because you guys don't want to just go in, in the world. You guys don't want to do that. And that's why we're different, because we love God and we love people like you. We don't just let you guys kind of live this life and then we don't say to you the actual truth in God. We actually want to see you guys grow. We want to see you guys get saved. I, I've been reading some crazy books, man, and it's just like I've been thinking about it, man. Like people go through some junk, but you know what? This is an answer to prayer right here. If you ever, you know, pray to God and said, God, you know, I just need you to reveal something. I need you to talk to me. I need you to do something. Just I want to know answers, all that stuff. This is an answer to your prayers. This is time for you guys to grow, for you guys to, to learn, for you guys to actually get a connection with God. That's all it is. And that's actually part of our strategy. Our strategy is connect, mentor, send. So we connect you to the cross. And one way we do that is we put you in a life group. And life groups are really awesome, man, because it's a bunch of guys, just like guys and girls, obviously. We put them all together. We just talk about Jesus, man. And, you know, we give lessons. We do a lot of stuff. We encourage you guys. We break out. We pray for you guys. It's an awesome time. It's not like here where, you know, I can't, we can't, like, individually focus on you guys. But in life groups, it's different. You know what I mean? We can actually talk one-on-one -on -one with you guys. And that's so awesome. You know, it gives you a voice. And I don't know about you guys, but when I was growing up, I wanted a voice, man. I wanted people to hear me out. I wanted to say my, my things. I wanted to take out all the junk out of my life and all that. Tell somebody who's actually willing to listen. These life groups here are willing to listen. So is that awesome or not, man? And guess what? Bam. Also, when we connect you, what we do? We mentor you. And one way we mentor you is discipleship. Discipleship is such an awesome time, man. And I'm telling you something like this. If you guys want to be fed, what do you eat? Do you eat cardboard or do you eat, like, juicy steak? You know what I mean? You don't eat... You don't eat like cardboard. You don't eat like the nasty stuff. Like you can say, I want to eat like chips for the rest of my life. You're not get, you're gonna die eventually from eating just chips. So you want the good food, and this is the same thing. When you go into the discipleship, you guys are now getting in your spiritual life the good food. You're starting to grow. You're starting to learn the things of God. And it's not just you know like we let anybody just think that they're a leader and all that. No, we want you guys to know that this is one of the ways where we connect with you and we see you grow. And it's such an awesome thing. I've seen so many people in our discipleship grow. Can anybody still make some noise if you're one to one? Come on, I love you guys, man. You guys are doing awesome, right? And one of the things we do is we send you out. That's the last part of our strategy. We send you out, go like that, like a spear, like wow, like that. Not even like the little flowy thing, but like a spear, wow. We send you out change the world we see people man they're, they're just doing awesome things i already i'm hearing some great things about leaders and all that i'm just telling you guys it's an awesome time and one of the way we send you is through bible college man bible college think about that college dedicated to the bible what come on now that's way that, that that way if you go to bible college you know the answers to the bible quiz which is gonna come up in a few minutes and that way you don't have to be on the spot and everyone's like ooh. But no, man, you seriously, you learn the stuff, you look like you're smart, and you know, you look like you actually love Jesus, and that's the most important thing. So, seriously, you not only look like it, I know you guys do, but seriously. 
All right, so tithes and offerings. If you guys can load on the music. And tithes and offerings. Tithe. 10% of your children. That's just a command from God. God just wants you guys to, to bless you. This the way he tests you as well. He can just test you in just all the areas of life. Obviously, he doesn't include finance. I know you guys maybe not a lot of money to you guys to have a job, you guys need allowance, you guys need to get allowance. Whatever it is, man, still be faithful to God in a little. As the Bible says, if you're faithful to God in a little, what's going to happen? You can be plenty after that. And that's an awesome thing. An offering, whatever you offer to God after your time. You know, some people just love to give. Some people love to be generous. That's the way it is. God wants to see that. He loves to cheer for giver. So today we have a new number. Oh, wow. Okay. That number right there. <laughs> Who wants to guess it? Okay, what is the number? Uh, 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 1,234. What? Ah, you threw a Look at this guy. Everybody playing on Lawrence be like, boy, he's sly dog here. <laughs> oh, okay. Alright, anyways, I want you to read this uh, scripture out and pray for us, alright? Remembering the words the Lord Oh Acts ten thirty five, remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Lord Jesus, I just pray right now that everyone, my God, just convict their hearts, my God. Just don't let the greediness in their hearts, my God, and just give to my just give to the nation, give to you, my God. I just pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. DJ Bump it. Okay, not bumping. And can I get somebody with a basket if anybody wants to give more than all right. Time for the Bible quiz. Today we have a really good prize. Look at this. And I see somebody who doesn't want it. I'm not even going to include you then. Don't worry about it. So I want two volunteers, two eager volunteers for some, some good Bible quiz knowledge. Okay, Giselle. And I'm over here. Somebody over here. Somebody over here. Come on. Come on. Tito, come on. Come on. Oh man, this is gonna be such an easy question, all right? Just gotta read your Bible. Alright? You guys read your Bible? Alright. What sea did Moses part? Oh, there she goes, she's got it. Ah. It was so easy, I told you. Anybody who's a nerd in the Bible wants some nerds? Come on, I want to see you. I see you. It's you now. Come on, Jason. Get up. <laughs> and let's put Astrid. Come on. It's like a snake. 
All right, a little bit harder now. All right, all righty. Come down, y'all. Come down. All right, so what does the word amen mean? Agree. Agree. Amen. Look at that. He's a nerd. <laughs> and the last one, the grand prize. The grand prize. Come on. I want to see some guys with their hands raised. I'll give it to a visitor. Come on. You two guys. Come on. Come on. Come on. Uh, come on. Are you sure? All right, all righty. I want to have somebody. I want Thomas to come up. Come on, Thomas. I'm putting you on blast. And I want Kevin to come up. Oh, snaps. I'm going to put you guys on a good one, all right? All righty. This is a little bit more difficult. You have to know your Bible. I'm pretty sure you guys know. Who was the leader after Moses? Oh, snaps. I'll give you a clue. It's the sixth book of the Bible. Joshua. Oh, he got it. Look at that. Come on, give it up. He knew his Bible, I'm telling you. We give you candy. We give you good stuff. If you read your Bible, you will win stuff. Come on now, give it some up. Give it up right now. Come on, that was awesome. <laughs> All right, give it up for Adam, everybody. Come on, come on, come on. Hallelujah, I'm just going to fix this. Do something a little different today. Oh, snaps, y'all. Hold on. Wait a minute. Uh-uh, none of that, none of that, no dancing. <clears throat> amen, 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 amen. Look to your neighbor and say amen. I'm hoping that this message, you guys will be able to amen me, like we learned today in the Bible quiz. It means to agree, like, yeah, I agree. Amen? Come on now, can I get an amen? amen. You help me preach when you guys say amen. It's just like, because I know your understanding. I know that you guys can track when you follow me by saying amen. That's just a cool thing that preachers have, Amen. And let's just open up in a word of prayer. Father, I just pray today that your word will go and speak to every heart today. Father, let no person come in this place, Father, the same or leave the same way, God. But that your word, Father, has a purpose designed, Father God, today intently to do something in, in people's hearts. I pray that you convict people of sin. Father, I pray that you would, Father, empower people by your spirit. And God, I pray I pray for freedom and, and, and God, your glory to fall in this place upon these people. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, 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 amen. So this whole month, we have been talking about just things, just to catch everybody up and you see some visitors here. Uh, we have been talking um, and dealing with things um, directly related to youth development. And you know, a lot of the sermons that we're preaching up here are directly related to you. Directly related to you. They have every intent and purpose to be catered to all of your flaws. When you had them, you're not going to tell me how good I look. You're not going to tell me how good I am. You're not going to tell me that I sing the best. Uh-uh. That's not what these messages are for. First week, I came and I talked about gossip and how that destroys the church. 
And I know for a fact, I don't know about you guys, but I don't like gossips. Do you guys, got, like, do you guys like gossips? Who here likes a gossip? You just don't like that. Like if you tell someone a secret, don't tell nobody about this. Don't keep... What you going to do? Don't tell nobody. And they go and tell your whole entire business, your whole entire story to somebody else, and they're gossiping about you, and they're twisting the truth. Come on now, we don't like gossips. Amen? Y'all should be agreeing with me on that. I agree. Amen. And last week we talked about what? What was the name of the sermon? What was the title? Ghetto Mentality. So many people in the church, we're thinking that things are acceptable. Like the low quality, the state of being that is, like that's always going to be like that. Like I'll never get better than this. Like this will never get better. And we learn that in youth, it's, it's easy for us to say, I'm just going to accept it for what it is. It's ghetto, but it's okay. God called us to be, to be um, he, said, he said this, he put it like this. He said, follow me. He said, you know, do as I do. And like Jesus was perfect, amen? So when we're like, man, Jesus wants to be perfect too? Amen, amen? So we're understanding when we teach you these things, it's not to set you up for failure, but to give you principles, to give you the word of God so you can take God's word and live it out. So many times people have all these promises. They want to do this. They want to do this. But there's no power in just what by oath and just your word. There's power in the word of God to live things out. Amen. In today's sermon, we're talking about flee youthful desires. Everybody repeat after me. Flee youthful desires. Now you guys got to wake up. Say flee youthful desires. Now, I don't know about you, but some, today's worship didn't feel right. Not that I didn't play right. Not that none of that. But I just felt that we weren't going after God, that we came in here with a spiritual complacency. Like, that's okay. That's fine. All right, that's not. And we shouldn't come like that. I'll tell you what, the one thing that would destroy your time of prayer, that would destroy your worship, is just saying, that's going to be okay. That's fine. This is where I live right here. When the first time we got saved, we were at the altar on our knees for the first song. We're jumping around with Jesus. We're crying out to God. But today just didn't feel right. I'm over here trying to, I'm speaking in tongues. I'm like, God, what is that? And I had that word that just, uh, you know, if you're in this place, if that was you, please feel free to come up to us. Just confirm what God is doing. But I'm just telling you what. Listen, we have uh, the best in store for you when we have these times of youth group and services. We want you guys to get excited for Jesus, but we don't want you to fake the funk. Don't want you to fake it. And today, I don't know if you guys were faking it. I obviously weren't, but it just felt dry, you know? So I encourage you guys. I just pray that this word would speak to your heart. Flee youthful desires. And I know that I can relate to you on this. Youthful desires. You know, one of the biggest things as I counsel youth, as I talk to youth, as I'm around you guys, I'm just noticing as I deal with, man, Adam, I got to talk to you about this. Man, I got to share with you something that happened in my life. I'm noticing how these things, they, they start as desires in the heart. They're lust after something that's ungodly, unholy, something that's not even of God, but they make it about God or they think it's about God. And it leads them to a place where it causes sin to happen. It causes separation from God's word. It causes you to be complacent in worship. Youthful desires. These things, the Bible talks about it in Timothy. It says to flee youthful desires. And I'm looking at young men and women here that these desires come naturally. These desires come almost every day. And as you woke up today, they probably happened this week. 
Maybe you're the, the sin that you struggle with the most, or something that you deal with the most, or something that you know is not right, but you can't stop no matter what. I believe the word of God is going to speak to you today on how to, to flee from these things. It's to run away. That word means to run. Flee youthful desires. Let's have up on the screen for me, Ellie, if you can get it up. Second Timothy um, chapter 2, verses 14 through 26. And as he gets up there, I'm just going to give you a, a preface about what this chapter is talking about. This, this chapter in the Bible, it's at the end of the book. So if you flip your Bible, it's going to look at the end part, right? It, the, the author of this, this, this chapter, or this, uh, rather this book, was Paul. He wrote this, and he writes this to his spiritual son. So Paul, this guy was persecuting Christians. I mean, he hated Christians to the most. And he was out, he was persecuting them. The Bible says in Acts chapter 7, when Stephen was stoned, Paul, as a young man, was right there given the approval. So as they were killing this Christian, they stoned him to death. They would take these entire stones, these giant things, and throw them at a, at a man, Stephen. He was stoned to death. Imagine if you're preaching Jesus Christ and your punishment, or what happens to you? You get stoned to lie. Like people surround you, they start throwing stones at you. I'm not talking about little pebbles. You know, sometimes I played baseball and we're on the outfield and we used to go to these parks like Horner Park. It's not all grass, there's rocks and there's like all these weird stuff in the field. And I remember just in practice, picking up a rock. It's a little rock, it's not going to hurt nobody. And I will fling it. We're baseball players, so we're hitting each other. So we're hitting each other with rocks. And that stuff would hurt. And I get to this passage in the Bible. They're not trying to throw little rocks at him, so just give him like a, a welt. But they killed him. They killed him. And, and Saul, Paul was there, giving the approval. And then the Bible talks about this man, Paul. He gets dramatically saved. God comes to him and says, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And he just got rocked by Jesus. And he's like, I, 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 and he gets saved. And he starts going and sharing the same word. Now, instead of him persecuting, killing Christians, he's out there making disciples. Amen. This is the power of Jesus Christ. And this is the chapter. Now, he's writing this to a young man. Now, Paul was in his ministry and he had won some people to the Lord. He used to walk one way, got saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, filled with Jesus and walked a different way. It didn't say Paul when he got saved, he was walking, he was walking, and then he compromised with sin and he used to do this and that. No, no, no. He said that he stopped and he made disciples. Just a crazy story. If you want to read about some, someone crazy in the Bible, an example to look to, Paul wrote three-fourths of the New Testament. This man, he made disciples and one of them was named Timothy. And that's the book we're reading today, 2 Timothy. That's the book. But he writes to this young man, Timothy, his spiritual son, the one he trained up, who taught, who he taught the word of God. You know, Timothy was here and he's writing to him, look, Timothy, I'm going to give you these instructions. You do this, you do this, you do this, you do this. Timothy was a young man, but he was a pastor of the church in Ephesus. That's in like modern day Turkey, somewhere around there, around the Middle East, around there. Ephesus was a city in that time. If you want to look at it today, Turkey. So it's by the Middle East and that area over there. But Paul is writing this to Timothy, Timothy being a young man. He probably had people in his church that were older than him. You get me? It would be like this. Like Pastor Joe, like he travels to places. He comes to Chicago, right? And, and, and that example, like me and Pastor Joe. Pastor Joe would be a Paul and I would be a Timothy. And Joe's writing a letter like, hey, do this, do this, do this. And if I was the pastor of Metro Praise and I'm over here preaching to you guys, there's obviously some people here on a Sunday morning that are older than me. 
And it'll be me teaching him the word of God. And imagine like you're older, but this young man comes up to you preaching the word of God. And in the, and Timothy, it says, don't not be discouraged, even though you are young. And he's an encouraging Timothy. But we're going to read right now in 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy 2, um, chapter 2, verses 14 through 26. And we're going to break it out in parts. We'll read 14 through verse 19 first. And let's just get there. Um, I gave you a good uh, background of what we're going to get into. Paul... Paul is talking to Timothy and he's talking about uh, false gospels. There's people at that time that were preaching something else other than Jesus. But it sounded so good. Today in our high schools we hear something else other than Jesus. Muslims or Gnosticisms. And they ask, what, what is out there? I don't know. And it's okay not to know because it's not going to be. And they preach all these different things that don't add up to the word of God. And here's Timothy, and he's addressing it. He's like, okay, I'm going to talk to you, Timothy. Here it is. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 14 through 19. Let's get there. Verse 14, it says this. Keep reminding them of these things. Warn them before God and against quarreling, far as the faith is concerned. And re- are reject... I'm sorry. I, I, I apologize. Ellie, I'm just going to go with this. I'm flipping too many pages in my Bible. Hallelujah. Verse 14, keep reminding them of these things. Warn them before God against quarreling about words. It is of no value and it only ruins those who listen. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a workman who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Avoid godless chatter because those who indulge in it will become more and more ungodly. Their teaching will spread like gangrene. Among them are Hymenius and Philetus, who have wandered from the truth. They say that the resurrection has already taken place, and they destroy the faith of some. Nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands firm, sealed with this inscription. And let's all repeat this on the count of three. One, two, three. The Lord knows those who are His, and... Everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. Amen. What I'm going to do right now in this passage, from this passage alone, we're not going to go anywhere else in the Bible. We're going to look at this. And we're going to learn what the Word of God is saying to us right now. We're going to apply it. We're going to take out all the meat. We're going to look at it like, when I say stuff like that, I'm probably like, take out all the meat. What's he talking about? I don't know about you, but I like to eat chicken. Okay, man, my brother, hey man, he's eating chicken right now. <laughs> now imagine this. I used to eat a chicken and, and um, sometimes, you know, my, my grandpa used to kick, I'm calling him out a little bit. It wouldn't cook all the way, so when you get to the inside, right by the bone, it'd be like pinkish, purplish, and I wouldn't eat that. But you know when something's cooked good, you're... I love, I love uh, buffalo wild wings. And when I go there, I'm almost eating the entire thing. I'm like a slob. You can't talk to me because I'm so like in that, just like nasty. Pastor, you eat like that? Yes, it's good. But you take it all off. You take the meat off the bone. If you were to meet, you take one bite and take, go to the next one and eat another bite. It's like, what are you doing? Like, no one does that. Amen? Come on, I guess so many of you guys agree with me in this place. Amen? Come on, we eat the whole chicken. All right, so, so this is it. We're going to look at this word of God and we're going to take everything that we can from right here. Amen? So let's go, when we go to verse 14, you guys can see it on the screen. And Paul gives a warning, gives a warning to Timothy, he's warning against quarreling. And that's fighting with your words. And what does he say? He says, it's of no value and it ruins those who listen. 
Look, I'm looking at young teenagers, and one of the things that's heavy, and almost everybody does it, is they fight with their words. They use this as means to hurt people, as means to bring down people. And they're quarreling, they're fighting. And it does no good. It says, the Bible says it's of no value and it ruins those who listen. You know what's the worst testimony that you can go out there back to your school or anywhere else? You say, I'm a Christian, but then you start getting a fight with your words and you start arguing. It's just like, what in the world? What happens, people come along and it's just like, oh, that just messed it up for me. I ain't going to your church. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Or sometimes like this, in the context that Paul is giving it to Timothy, there were people that would say something different other than what the Word of God was saying. And sometimes when you're arguing with someone that's an atheist or someone that's a Muslim, you're going to, but that's not true, but that, and what can happen is you start arguing. I've been in so many times in witnesses just talking with people, and it gets to that argument, because people, they don't understand. They don't have, they're not filled with the spirit, with love, discernment, you know, joy, peace. And so they want to argue, fight. And the Bible says to, to stand and defend the faith. But the Bible says right here, also, don't quarrel, don't fight. If you know they're just in it to fight, just to fight, just to argue, simply just to get, you know, nothing out of it, just back off. It's of no value, Amen. Amen. In verse 15, let's keep on going on. It says, present yourself to God as one approved. We present ourselves. Start thinking about it like this. Like when you give a present to somebody, you go right up to them and say, here, Anai, I got this for you. It's for you. You give, you give it right to them. The Bible says, present yourself to God. So many times we, th I don't know how it happens, but we think in our mind that, you know, God doesn't see anything. God's back and we can do whatever we want. And we start doing things. We start sinning. And we jump right into sin. Like, I know that's wrong. I'm still going to do it. And think about it. Are you presenting yourself to God? Watch what's As someone who is not ashamed. Who does not need to be ashamed. So many times when we come up here in these altar calls, last week to this week, we're so ashamed of the sin that we did because we're in the presence of God. Do you know in Isaiah 6, when the glory of God came around Isaiah, what did Isaiah say? This prophet of God, he said, woe is me, woe is me, I'm not worthy. When the presence of Almighty God, someone who was without sin, comes in your presence, you're just like, oh my God. You start realizing all the sin, all the evil in your heart. Because God is pure. And when God comes in, it's just like, man. And that's why when we start singing some of these things, that's why when we start coming up here, you guys are repenting of sin. It's just like, because you're ashamed. Because God's presence comes in this place, and you're just like, I don't know what it is, but I just feel like I have to start repenting. I know that was wrong, that was wrong, because God convicts you of it. But present yourself to God as someone who does not need to be ashamed. I'm saying you don't have to live a life of sin and always feel like, man, I keep on doing... Man, I, I struggle with this. I was looking at pornography and I'm, I'm doing this. Or I mean, I'm gossiping. I was sleeping with my boyfriend. And, man, I, I don't know if I can worship. And that takes away from your times of worship. It does. Because you're ashamed. What else? Correctly handles the word of truth. I believe this code relates with each other. Someone who can present themselves to God as one who does not need to be ashamed, who handles the word of truth, correctly handles it. You know, when you take this Bible, when you take this Bible and you apply it to your life and you read it and you study it and you believe it, what's what you're doing? The Bible says you're handling it true. You're handling it correctly. 
You see, anybody can get a sword and, and swing a sword. But not everybody can have the skill like a samurai or a swordsman. It would be like this. If you take a baby, you give them a sword, and you send them off to war, what's going to happen to that baby? It's going to die. It's just going to not know how to defend itself. It's just going to stick the sword out. Just like. But if you take a trained uh, a soldier, you take a trained person who knows how to handle the weapon, I'm telling you, they are a threat to the enemy. They are a threat to whoever they're fighting against. And I believe that the devil, he's not afraid of us. I believe that the devil's not afraid of you, even though you have your Bible, you may be shaking in his face. Because you don't know how to apply the word of God correctly to your life. You see, you read one passage, and you're good. See, you sin throughout the whole entire week, and then you get into the book of Psalms to make you feel better. Oh man, the Lord has said, he is with me. You just finished looking at this, you just finished doing so and so with your boyfriend, girlfriend. You just finished saying that, you just finished thinking this. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Amen. You feel good all inside. But what the real issue is, is sin. Knows how to handle the word of God, the word of truth correctly. Come on, I'm not just going to look at the book of Psalms, but I'm going to look at the book of Revelation when he comes back. And for those who are going to be left behind because they're not living right. Come on. Let that convict you of sin. Amen. Let's keep on going. Verses 16 through 18. Here, how about this? Avoid godless chatter. We talked about that already. Gossip. See, don't tell me that the church doesn't teach you not to gossip. It's not like the church is the place. You know what? I'm tired of this. I don't, I don't know about you, but I'm really, really tired of this. Christians gossiping. I just see, you know, I'm not just talking about this place. I've been to other churches, and it happens. It's like, do we have nothing better to do? Why can't we, you know, we do more gossiping than we do evangelizing. We do more gossiping, putting people down, saying things about other people that aren't edifying than we do spreading the word of God. Telling people about life. Telling people about Jesus. Oh, you heard about so-and-so? Yeah, let me tell you the other part of the story. Instead of like, hey, you know what? Let's cut that out. That doesn't edify. You know what I was taught by my pastor? People come around you, start gossiping. People leave the church and want to say things about this, this ministry or anything. Or you hear something else about anybody else's ministry. You hear anything else about anybody else. If it's gossip and it's around you and they're coming in telling you, tell them this. Hey, hey, hey. My ears are not trash cans. I'm sorry. I'm not listening to that. Because that's all it is. It's just trash. It's nonsense. I, I have nothing to do with that. Don't give an ear to it. Amen? Come on now. Avoid godless chatter. Avoid it. You have a choice. Those who indulge become more and more ungodly. You know that when you give into that, that gossip, it's like, man, boss, what? Oh. You start, the more and more you, you start spreading, the more and more you get consumed by it. The Bible says the more and more ungodly you become. You notice that? It's hard for you to start worshiping God because you have all these things on your mouth that you've been saying. The Bible says in James, can fresh water and salt water come from the same spring? No. He says, I tell you the same thing. No can curse words, no praises unto God come from the same mouth. Come on. What are you saying throughout the week? You may be praising God here. What are you saying throughout the week? If we would have recorded every conversation that you had with everyone this week, things that you said, just the things that you said, not the things you thought, but just by what you said, 
Come on, would you guys be ashamed? Would it convict you of your sin? Those who indulge become more and more ungodly. How about this? It spreads the potential to destroy the faith of some. Godless chatter, it can destroy people's faith. It, it really can. And you think that you're just, well, I'm just saying this because they need to know. And, and if they don't know, then, they're, you know, we make it our priority to start gossiping. And it says that it spreads. It doesn't stop. It spreads. And it has the potential to destroy the faith of some. Think about that. I've been around situations where like so-and-so said this and people get discouraged from wanting to give their life to God. People get discouraged from becoming disciples. People get discouraged from getting closer to Jesus or even coming into a life group because so-and-so's there. I don't go there. Like what, what in the world? Jesus is here. Don't worry about so-and-so. Come on. You know, and I'm talking to, to you guys and I know this word is for you guys. I know it. Flee from youthful desires. Flee from it. Verse 19. The Lord knows those who are his. And, everybody say and. And everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. I love that. The Lord knows who's, who, who's, who are his. He knows. He's in heaven right now. He's like, I know Adam's mine. I know right here that girl's mine. I know, I know here. You guys are mine. Watch this, watch this. And everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. When I read that, something just hit my face, although I knew it, but just came out and stood out to me in the, in the word of God. It's, and everyone who confesses the Lord must turn away from wickedness. That means you have something to do with it. You have as much as a vital role in your Christianity as much as God does. You can't get saved unless by the Holy Spirit. But some people, when you come to church, you're thinking that's it. That the Holy Spirit's supposed to work on you and that automatically you're going to change because you prayed a prayer or you felt goosebumps or that somehow, you know, that God is changing me. Or if, if that fails, guess what? We blame God. Well, I you hear people say this. I tried God. Well, I tried doing church. See, what happens is you come into church with this mindset thinking that God is supposed to come down and just change you and that's it. You're done. And somehow if you don't go out changed, if you don't start swearing, or if you don't stop swearing, if you don't stop doing this or doing that, then somehow it doesn't work. You tried God and there is no God. How about this? The Lord knows who are His and everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. That right there implies that you're doing something. You're doing the turning. Amen. You're the one that's turning. Hey, you used to do this. Stop doing that. It's not God's going to make you stop doing that. Well, I try to pray. Well, have you, you keep on doing this? Yes. Have you prayed? Yes. Then why do you keep on doing that? I don't know. And then we blame God. That God doesn't work. That somehow it's not working. You need to turn. That's what repentance is. Turn away. That's why we said, have you, that's why we love saying repent at this church. Amen. This is what it would mean. Turn away from it. Stop doing it. And as you do that, what happens is the Holy Spirit comes in you, gives you the strength, gives you the conviction. If you're going this way, going that way, go straight. And He helps you out. But if you're not walking, if you're not wanting to do that, God can't, God can't bless that. I bought it like this. Boom, boom, Badonski. Come here. January, we're having a winter retreat. Boom Boom Badonski. That's not his real name. His name is Glenn Badonski. We call him the Boom Boom. Because every time this brother preaches, he preaches with the, with the word of God and authority. Like I'm telling you, he's just like, oh man, it gets me excited. Like I wish I could jump like him, but I can't. Anyways, 
He comes with an authority. And he's talking about, you know, preaching the word of God. And, and, and you know, and, uh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I shouldn't have jumped. Jesus, Lord, I repent. I repent. Here it is. It's a turning away from sin. You have to do something about it. If you're not willing to give up whatever that's, that's hindering you from your relationship with God, then you're not repenting. Don't expect God to, there it was, bless your mess. He won't. He's not going to come. And if you're in a relationship with someone so that's not pleasing and holy unto God, he's not going to bless it. And you're trying to call on his spirit. God, come on me, come on me. God, I want to live on fire. You're jumping up and down, but there's no fire, there's emotion. And God says, I've been dealing with this. When are you going to do this? I'm over here. Some of you guys want to do this over here. God, I repent of my sin. God, oh, we're getting excited. We're crying over here. What about this issue right here with lust? Huh? What about these thoughts that you have of yourself of depression? What about that? I'm dealing with that. Give that to me. There's a turning away of wickedness. We turn away from it. We, we hate sin. Do you hate your sin? Or are you playing with sin? Is it God and sin? And like I, Friday's God, and then the rest of the week it's sin. You have to hate your sin. Because if you don't hate your sin, you're going to be in compromise the rest of your life. You're not going to know glory from the presence of God to just false fire, to just emotion. You'll be confused and you're wondering like, man, I don't understand. I'm confused. I don't know what's happening in my life because God is dealing with you in an issue that you haven't turned away from. And you need to turn away. You need to hate your sin. It got to get to a point. I'm fed up with this. I'm fed up with this because it takes me away from God. It takes me away from my Savior. I'm done. I'm done. I'm not playing anymore. I'm done. Man, I'm, I was just sharing that with you. I'm just starting thinking about some of the things I've struggled with. Hiding sin. Oh, your past what? Done. 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 Come on, look to your neighbor and say, I'm done. Come on now, we got to be able to be filled with this spirit, Amen. I'm telling you, I heard a man of God preach, and he said, man, if I would have confessed to you all the things that I've done, all the things that would disqualify me from preaching to you today, all the nasty things, some of you guys wouldn't be listening to me today. He's a man of God. This man, you know, he's the second largest youth group in the, in the nation. He's like, if I would have told you all the things that I've done, you guys probably would have left this building. But by the grace of God, those things have been gone. By the grace of God, there's people in my life to pray those things out of me in Jesus' name. Come on. You don't know who you're sitting next to. But the power of God can change your life. And it's that power that enables you to go forth. It's not like he's making, like you're walking, like God comes in your life and now, hey, what's up? God bless you, brother. God bless you. And it's like, man, he's super Christian. God bless you. You're praying for everything that moves. Hallelujah. Jesus, bless this amp right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Bless my shoes in Jesus' name. God bless this outfit in Jesus' name. May I look good? And no, 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 no. You're not super Christian. But you walk with an authority like, hey. I'm not talking about that. You're, dude, my, my ears are not trash cans. I'm not talking about so-and-so. Come on now. Amen. Well, come on now. Let's get to verse 22. Come on. Let's read it. Verse 22 and onwards. It says this. It says, flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. I can stop there and feel the Holy Ghost. Watch this. Flee the evil desires of youth. 
Timothy, I'm writing you right now. Young man, listen to me. You need to flee the evil desires of youth. Paul, being an apostle, being the overseer of the church, is speaking to Timothy, a young man, a pastor, and he's telling this pastor, leave those childish ways behind. Flee from it. If they come up, if you think you want to do this, if you're thinking to do this, run away from it. I'm thinking about the example of Joseph in Genesis. This young man who was sold into slavery by his brothers. He was favored by God and his brothers came and they conspired against him and sold him into slavery. And how Joseph's life throughout every single time he thought that something was going to go back. God was there with him. And this one point God had blessed him so much. He was left in charge of a man's house, of a man of Egypt, of power, of wealth. His name was Potiphar. Joseph was in charge of Potiphar's house. He was sold as a slave and he worked his way up because God blessed him. And what happened was this. One day, Joseph being in charge of everything in the house, his wife comes up to him. His wife, Potiphar's wife, has, had caught an eye on Joseph. And she cornered Joseph one day and tried to seduce him. She comes up to Joseph and she says, hey... Come sleep with me. Potiphar's wife comes up to Joseph. Hey, come sleep with me. Your master is not here. My husband's not here. Come lay with me. You know what Joseph did? You know what that young man did? He ran. He said, no, I'm not going to do that. Your husband, Potiphar, my master, has entrusted me with everything in this house. I will not turn against his word. Come lay with me. She tried to grab him. She started grabbing his cloak. That's how close she was. Like, come, come sleep with me. Trying to seduce this man. The Bible says that Joseph ran. And as he was running, the lady, Potiphar's wife, held on to his clothes. Stripped him of his clothes. He said, I'm not staying here. She was holding him back, trying to fight. And so all his clothes left off because that's how it's like, I'm serious, I'm done. Joseph would rather run out on the streets naked than to turn his back on God. He said, it's not worth it. I'd rather look, I'd rather run out this house naked than rather sleep with this woman. He decided in his heart, I'll look a fool to the world. I'm not giving in to sin. Flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace along with those who call the Lord out of a pure heart. Don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments. The Bible says stupid, y'all. Y'all want to highlight that? It says stupid arguments because that's exactly what they are because you know they produce quarrels and the lord's servant must not quarrel instead he must be kind to everyone able to teach not resentful let's keep on going on those who oppose him he must instruct gently instruct in hope that god will grant them repentance leading them to our knowledge of the truth and that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will Come on, let's quickly break this down. We're going to get in some prayer time. We're going to get some boom shakalaka prayer time. Amen. But let's go through this really quickly. Flee the evil desires of you. You've got to run away. It's your choice. I'm looking at you right now. It's your choice. Are you running away from it? Are you compromising with it? Hey, what's so-and-so? You'd rather have a boyfriend than rather have a relationship with God. And you think that's going to satisfy you. You're wrong. You would rather have a boyfriend than have an on fire than leaving compromise and being in the presence of God. Having the King of kings and Lord of lords. The one whose home, the one whose presence is not here on this earth, but here, but in a place where there's glory. He's surrounded by angels where they're singing holy, holy, holy. You'd rather compromise. You'd rather sell yourself short. What's your selling price? Huh? What can the devil come and say, hey, 
I'll give you this for your salvation. If you, if you take that away, I'd rather give you this. So you have a selling price, a sellout. If you can do me a favor, you can get the song by Jesus Culture from the Awakening album called Fill Me Up. You sold yourself up. You hear about all these rappers, you know, all these, this crazy stuff, the conspiracy theories, like they sold their soul. I believe some of that's true, Snoop Dogg. Crazy story how that happened. He writes about it. He's not afraid, you know. You sell yourself over a boy. You would sell yourself over some pornography. You would sell yourself over some friends. What's your selling price? I don't have one in Jesus' name. I'm done with everybody else, all my other Christian friends having a, no, that's not my selling price. You can't have me. Flee the evil desires of your youth. Pursue this. How about this? Righteousness, faith, love, and peace. Righteousness, those things that are good. The right thing, amen? Faith. The Bible says this, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You want faith? Go after his word. How can I pursue faith? It's like I'm going to try to catch it. Here. Get the word. I'm just going to chuck it at somebody. Get the word. Oh, they wake up. Come on, wake up in Jesus' name. What happened? I got faith. Amen. Pursue love. Love on people. Not like that. Not the wrong way. You know? But love them. Do two ways we do it here in our vision. Love God and love people. Okay? How do we love God? By obeying his commands and, and adoration and worship. That's how we love God. By obeying his commands, right? And giving him our worship. How do we love people? By helping them in their times of need and preaching the word of God. If you love somebody enough, you'll tell them the truth. Hey, there is a heaven and hell, so you need to get ready and get right. But Jesus loves you. That's love. Amen. Come on, preach it. Verse 24, we can get there. Be kind to everyone, not resentful. The Bible says be kind. Hey, let me, let me help you with that, man. Let me, let me give you a hand. Hey, you know what? I see you're over here doing this. Um, tell you what, you can have a break from this, and you can do this. You know what, Pastor Adam? You look like you need a back massage. You know, you need some nachos. After preaching a long service, you need some. You want me to get you that? Oh, I got you. Okay. Back massage. Come on now. I'm looking at somebody here. Come on, a back massage. The Lord is speaking right now. Hallelujah. We receive, Lord. <laughs> you guys are like, what? Really? No, no, no. I'm just joking. But if you guys want to, I'm looking at him right here to give it to me. Okay, anyways. Verse 24 and 26. If you guys can stand to your feet for me, please. Hallelujah. Be kind to everyone, not resentful, not hating. Not resentful. Well, I'm, I'm only going to help my friends. Because they're my friends. Because it's easy to help my friends. But I can't be kind to that. That person, they smell. They literally smell. Like, I don't want to help them because I literally... No, be honest with you. You guys don't want to... Not resentful. Oh, that person, I'm not going to help. Be kind to everyone. There's no black or white. There's no, there's, there's no distinction. Be kind. Be kind. But you understand what they did to me. Be kind not resentful you're not going to look in the past amen stop looking in the past that's trash you never see hey mom i'm hungry you never see no one go into the garbage can and look that's just nasty be kind amen verses 24 to 26 is this be able to teach now, Paul is talking to Timothy, and I'm not going to have everybody after this service come up to me. Adam, I want to preach next week. I'll, that's not what they're saying right here. Okay? I can preach. No, 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 no. Be able to teach. 
he was talking to Timothy, being able, like, you need to be able to teach people what you're talking about. Because if you just say, Jesus loves you, what does that mean? Jesus loves you. And that's all you know. Be able to teach to them like Jesus loved because he died on the cross because you have sin in your life. And when he died on the cross, it took your sin. If you believe in him, that he rose again on the third day for you, you are now born again. Come on now, be able to teach somebody that in Jesus' name. How about this? Applying for you guys, you must be teachable. Can we teach you something without you? <laughs> Rolling your eyes. You know someone got the big old arrows where that you can't even see their eyes. They get turns white because they're all the way in the back of their head. They're rolling. They're like, you're rolling your eyes at me? So what in the world was that? Looking scary. You know, casting out demons. That's what get me scared. Like, ah, praying for you quick. Youth, be teachable. Can we come up to you and say, hey, you know what? Uh, that's wrong. You know, what you're doing right there? That's not wise. That's not healthy. Actually, that's sin. You got it. You let it be to a place where now that's sin. Come on now. Relationships, boyfriend, girlfriend. The Bible doesn't say talk about boyfriend, girlfriend now. I don't know everybody. Tis the season to be in a relationship, I guess, right? Tis the season to be jolly and be in a relationship. Facebook status. Here. Not necessarily wrong. What happens is you're allowed to turn it to sin. They become an idol. Or you start doing things that are only intended for marriage. Come on. How about this? Gently instruct. When you teach people, when you show people, when you present, gently instruct. Gently. Like kindly. When I think about this, it's just like being soft. Not like you're a soft person. Like, hey, what's going on? But like when you do, you're doing it out of love. Like, you're going to hell! Exactly. But you're like, hey, man, you know what? Bible says that there's a heaven and there's a hell. And there's a gentle way to do it, amen, in truth. Leading to Jesus. And it all leads to Jesus, amen. Setting captives free from the devil. That's what I'm about. When I have a conversation, I make it a point. I make it a point that if I can, I'm going to do something about to point them to Jesus. Whether I'm sharing my testimony. I'm not just telling them, look, this is what I can do. This is what I've done. I'm a youth pastor, this and this. But I'm saying, this is what God did in my life. Pointing them to Jesus because he can set captives free. In closing, I'm just going to have Ellie do me a favor. We're going to listen to this song, and then we're going to have a worship, you know, time of prayer to this song. But this song is called Fill Me Up uh, by Jesus Culture. It was from their awakening when they were here in Chicago. And this is what it says. It says, you provide the fire. Listen to this. The words go like this. You provide the fire, and I'll provide the sacrifice. You provide the spirit, and I'll lay down my life. Fill me up, Lord. I love that song because as I was driving, it relates like this. In the Old Testament, the, you, when they sinned, Jesus hadn't come. And we come to Jesus because he forgives us of our sin. But before Jesus, what do they do? Huh? I can pray to Jesus because now Jesus forgave me of my sin. But in the Old Testament, before Jesus, what God taught him to do to be forgiven of sin was to sacrifice an animal. It was generally a lamb because they were pure. You know, they, they were like clean animals. And they brought them up and they sacrificed them. And you don't kill an animal just because you're killing it because it's, it's money to you. That's your livelihood. So when you do that, you're doing it with like, I messed up, but this needs to get done for me to be right with God. Now we have Jesus. But I love this song because it's, it's referring to the Old Testament thing. It's saying, you provide the fire for the sacrifice and I'll provide the sacrifice. How about this? I'll be that sacrifice. I'll put myself on that altar. 
We talked about fleeing youthful desires. There are things in your heart that you allow to consume you. And it's only by the fire of God that that thing's going to be burnt off of you. And then you need to repent to God. That's it. You got to be done with it in Jesus' name. I can go down a rap list of things that we need to repent from. But you know what it is. You deal with it. It's wrong before God. Let me help you out with the Spirit is saying, repent. Get right. The song is saying, fill me up, Lord. Fill me up. Fill me up. You know why? Because we're filled with this world. I'm done being filled with the world. It never satisfies. It's that awful taste in your mouth. Whenever you get off the word of God, it's like, man, I can't believe I was chasing after that. God, I come back to you. God, I come back to you. This doesn't satisfy. This will never satisfy. Money will never satisfy me. Getting better jobs will never satisfy me. God, you satisfy me. Do me a favor. Just go ahead and play. It's just lightly in the back. And just listen to the words. We're going to pray again to this song because I believe in God is dealing with us in this place by fleeing youthful desires. God is dealing with you right now today. There are some things that you've given into into youthful desires that you can be honest. You're not going to fake around. You're not going to play around that those things are gone, but you know you deal with that you haven't repented from. Come on, start repenting now. Start confessing now. Right where you're at. Don't wait. Come on, call down mama say Here's what we're going to do right now in the name of Jesus. We're going to play this song again right now. Go ahead and play it again. In the attitude of prayer. Listen, listen. In the attitude of prayer. We're not going to just have emotion because I'm done with emotion. Emotion happens here and throughout the week. There's no power in emotion. But there's power in the word of God. There's power in his spirit. Listen, if you're tired of sin, you want to come up here and say, man, I've done this. I've done this. And before God, that is wrong. And it separates me from his spirit. You want to be done with it? You come up to these altars when we release you right now. If you want to be filled with the Spirit, if you're saying in this place, like, listen, Adam, look, 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 that's me, that's me, that's me. I want more of His Spirit. You know, I'm not compromising. I want more of His Spirit. You come up right now in the name of Jesus. If that's you, come up right now. Come up. You can turn on this music right now. Just start praying right now. God, I'm done with it. I'm done with it. More of your spirit. I'm done with this world. I'm done with this compromise. I'm done with the lukewarmness of my heart. God, I give it to you right now in Jesus' name. Right now in Jesus' name. Start praying. Come on. Come on. Start confessing it. Don't wait. You just say, God, I repent from this. And you decide in your heart right now, today, right now, that you will turn away. That it just wouldn't be a prayer time right now. But that when you leave what you prayed, you're walking out. 
that what you prayed the spirit will lead you he'll confirm it he'll lead you like you're going to the left too much come back to the middle come on right now in jesus mighty name father by your spirit i just pray that you convict of sin father that we soften up our hearts in this place to receive you right now in jesus name father those things we've done in secret father they are not a secret to you father you see the secret place in god you're displeased with someone but i believe right now father you are forgiving us father you are sending repentance father you are sending salvation you are sending boldness our way fill us up oh god come on just tell them fill me up Come on, cry out. today. I want your spirit's power. I don't want to be filled with emotions. I want your power. Come on, go after him, go after him, go after him. Come If, if your sin, if the thing that has been keeping your back, if your compromise has been an issue with sexual immorality, has been an issue of sexual immorality, it's an issue of the heart. It's an issue of the heart. He's not your love. You have not fought. Your love for God has emptied. Come on, let him fill your heart. Come on. Say, God, fill my heart. Fill the deepest place of my heart. I want your spirit to be there. Come on, I want your spirit to be the Koran say. Come on, let him fill you up. Let him fill you up. Right now in the name of Jesus. your fire Jesus to burn it away fill me up oh God I want to be filled by your spirit I want to be filled with your love I want to be filled with joy I want to be filled with your goodness I want to be filled with your love 
Fill me up, Lord. Come on, declare it. Come on, fill me up with righteousness. Fill me up with faith. Fill me up with love. Fill me up with peace. I want a peace in my heart. I'm tired of the of the turbulence. I'm tired of all the problems. Give me peace. I know some of us are still praying, but if you're here at the front, I just ask that you stand and just grab the hand of your neighbor next to you. This is what we're going to do. And if there's people in the seats, you guys can hold hands as well. I just want everybody just holding hands. This is what we're going to do. We're going to pray in closing that what happened in our spirits, that what happened in this place, that we would pursue it, that we would flee. And this is what we're going to do. We're going to pray for our neighbors. Pray for the people you're holding hands with. You may not know them well enough. You may not know what they deal with. But the Holy Spirit does. God knows. He sees all things. And just say, God, I pray that you bless this person. God, I pray that you would convict him of sin. Come on. That's a good prayer to pray. I pray that you would convict my, my fellow person right here of sin. God, I pray that you would show them the way of righteousness. Come on. Just start praying right now for the person to your right. For the person to your right. I want you to start praying for them. That God will fill them up with the, with the Spirit. Come on. That they will be so radically changed that God's spirit would be on them. Come on, start declaring that what they'll say will not be used for the devil's work, but they can start speaking God's word. They can start speaking out faithfulness. Come on. Start declaring these things. Come on, start praying for the person to your left right now. In the name of Jesus, say, pray that same prayer. Pray that God would use them to be a mighty witness. God would do something in their life where they would be a light in darkness. Come on. That they would flee their youthful desires. Come on, in closing, I just want you to thank Jesus. Come on. Just start thanking God. Just put your affection towards Him for what He's done right now. Let's thank Him right now. Let's not let this past go on and say, this is what I've done. Just start thanking God. Just start thanking Him in your own words. Say, God, I thank you for this spirit, for this power that you place inside of me, for new life, for a second chance. God, I believe you're breaking off chains in my life, in my neighbor's life. And Father, I just pray for this youth group, God. I pray, Father, you would grow this ministry off of disciples. Father, I pray that they will be committed, men and women, to your word. Father, that they will hate sin. Father, they would hate their sin and turn to you. Father, they would love the intimate times. They would love the secret place when you speak to them, when you give them your word. God, I pray, Father, they would run after those things. That, Father, they would run away from sin, run away from these lustful, these evil desires, but they would run after your presence, 
in the secret place that God they can't wait to get home to get into their closet and pray and seek revival in their life in their family Father I declare it for every person in this place let us start with them let us start with them convict them God leave them Father pray for power when they leave this place power in their families in their lives in their jobs father in their schools you would do it in jesus name and everybody said come on and everybody said come on give the lord a hand clap of plays in his place i just want to give a quick word of counsel of wisdom listen to me after praying these times of prayers i've seen it countless countless times before people get off of the emotion i believe that god's spirit came and every person here that went after god received it you don't have to doubt that. Did I get it? Was it me? You received it if you went after it. But here's the thing. What this message is about, it's not that the temptation will no longer come your way. Because the devil, he loves to tempt you. He loves to get you to fall. He loves that when you pray and you get clean, he loves to push you back into the mud. He loves to say, come over here, come over here, let's do this. Look, there's forgiveness. You have it. You received it. It's yours. No condemnation. No shame. But listen, temptation will still come your way. Just because I'm a, I become a youth pastor doesn't mean the devil's not tempting me with sin, with pornography, with lusting after women. Don't believe it. He comes after you. We flee. It's the choice. That's what we pray today. That God would encourage you. That God will give you His power. That you will have that choice. That you will be free and you will make that choice to live for Him. He's not forcing you. But turn away from you. This is it, no. I'm done. I'm done with it. That's what happened here. You're going to see that as you do that, the Holy Spirit's just going to fill you up. You just go, man, I just want more of Jesus. What is this? You're going to call me a pastor? I don't know. I'm crying in my room. Like, what happened? Well I, well, I wanted to do this, but I said no to it. I said, God, I want more of you, and I'm crying. I can't stop crying. I was like, get in your room, close your door, and speak in tongues. <laughs> you guys, this is it. We're not going to be super spiritual. Like, I can't, and Pastor, it happened again this week. I fell into sin. You have a choice. Amen. Let's make a choice that pleases God. Present, present yourself to God as one with no shame. Amen. Why don't you hug your neighbor and tell him Jesus loves you. Come on. Come on, you choose today, man. We love you guys. You guys are dismissed. Don't forget this coming Sunday. We have our life group.